Off the Record is a show from 88.1 WKNC in which DJs talk with artists about everything from their music to upcoming tours to former bandmates' birthdays. Make sure to follow WKNC on SoundCloud and Tumblr so you never miss a beat. Enjoy. I've never met anybody like you. Okay. Say she never rolled with it with it with some intellect. I told her it's all science like a minute at Look, you hit a slow pocket intercept, then I make a face like a innocent. But in a sense, baby, this is all me on a regular basis. No stunting needs the set of the matrix. Rolling blunts now. Guess you got better with patience. Remember, I used to buy you weed, roll you them papers. Okay, think back on it. When I was in the walls, it was raw. You had to put the sink back on it. That OC tackle needs some mink back on it. It's my chain and we're gonna have to link back on it. It's full court pressure. I hope it's impressive. I booked a flight last night. I just want you to catch it. I guess I played the trump card in a hopeful election. I told drugs, drop the bomb and go for the exit. This get in the whole world. He treats you like you any old girl and say bitch where you really don't hear him. You dream of spaceships, now you really gon' hear him. Mix the drugs with a really dope serum. And we can roll for the pre-roll, take a couple shots and a reload, it feel like a Friday, haters on Depot, in the whip sideways, all set me go, look, we should roll, balls for the pre-roll, take a couple shots and a reload, it feel like a Friday, haters on Depot, in the whip sideways, all set me go, she say she never rolled with a hook and who could cook with her, guesses, Probably all about the look with her. She like the text message. I can write a book with her. Blow me through the course like you trying to make the hook bigger. Them niggas born need somebody who can book with her. And this is fine literature, borderline cinema. Seen the big screen, big screams at the end of them. And make the climax like 10 of them. The ends make the car dash like Kim and them. West on a highway like I ain't got a liquor sense. Rap about Kanye like I already sit with him. A late registration at a listening. A Carolina instrument riding through the borough in a different from whip, she can get aggy in an increment. I'm with this shit though. The words used by my kinfolk. And fuck it if we already did smoke. Swiggin' we shit roll. Uh, Ross for the pre-roll. Take a couple shots and a reload. It feel like a Friday. Haters on Debo. In the whip sideways. Offset Migos. Look, we should roll. Uh, Ross for the pre-roll. Take a couple shots and a reload. It feel like a Friday. Haters on Debo. In the whip sideways. Offset Migos. Look, What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, DJ Iron Mike, back with you on another beautiful Wednesday for Local Rap Lunch. You know how we do. We take an hour, should be more, but just an hour every Wednesday at noon to give you nothing but the illest hip-hop coming out of North Carolina. I got an amazing guest in the in the studio with me today, OG, beat maker, the, man, the guy who paves the roads for everyone out here, I feel like. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. I got Oak City Slums in the building, man. That's what's up, man. Thanks, thanks for coming up, man. It's good to have you up here. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. But yeah, so, uh, I mean, shoot, you've been up to a lot. Yeah. Sure. Been, I mean, I've, I, this is your first time up at, at my show. No, so, it's my second time. Not at my show. 
Really? Yeah. So I'm like, you know, sure. I'm fanboying out right now. Okay. <laughs> hey, man, we in here. But nah, man. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, so, you know, been like, you know, killing it on the scene out here with the beat making. Yeah, man. You've been like pretty much on everybody's albums. You did something <sighs> for Juice's album, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, man. You know, it's all family out here. It's all love and, you know. Uh, not for nothing, you know, it's uh, it's teamwork, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to say the slogan, you know, teamwork, dream work. I guess I said it. <laughs> yeah, you just did. But, you know, it's uh, I don't, I don't really, I don't really share my stuff with people I'm not really rocking with, you know what I'm saying? So I rock with Juice. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's my homie. That's what's up. So show him love. Throw him a track too. Oh, no, I know. I, I heard on, I heard on low there might be a, a Juice Slums. EP coming out. Oh yeah, yeah. I ain't even hear about that. I'm his DJ. I ain't even hear about hey, that. Hey man, that was on some. That was on some speaking over. You know the music at the venue. Okay. You know that would be man. fire. That would yeah. be very. I got fire. like five joints. That I'm gonna send his way. Now I first got introduced to to you in I think what 2014 when you were DJing for Pat Junior. Okay. Yeah. You guys were working. As I like remember a duo. that Deep South man. Yeah. First time I met you. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And that was uh, three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Sheesh. Time flies, man. That's for sure. I had like a little infant at that time, and oh. now she's three years old. Yeah, talking back to me. Right, but <laughs> but yeah, like uh, so since then, like you've had, you know you personally like you've worked with a lot of people. As I said, mm-hmm. you've done a lot. Um, mm-hmm. killed hopscotch. I feel like that's like the most legendary local <laughs> hopscotch set ever. <laughs> I might agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> no, seriously. No, like, I mean, I, you know, man, I'm having fun, man. You know, we're kind of talking off the radio. You know, North Carolina's got, I think they got a lot of stigmas, but North Carolina is very innovative, you know what I'm saying? And so I feel blessed to have been raised here, you know what I mean? I come from Southern California, but I moved here when I was 11, so I'm from the South. I tell people I'm from the South. Like, okay. you know, they ask why I don't have an accent, it's because I'm from California. Right. But. Everything I know is Southern, you know what I'm saying? And so North Carolina's got a lot of magic here, man. And, you know, so for me, I feel like that innovation, like people kind of sleep on the innovation that's happening here, you know, they get, they get a little stuck, you know, in periods of time. And so I think, I think what, what, what happened at Hopscotch was just a break in the mold. You know what I mean? That, that a lot of people uh, didn't, didn't know it was already happening in the area. Like I didn't, I'm not doing anything new. I'm just doing something different, you know what I'm saying? And then I've I've made my own little niche and notch in the in the local community. And so I think that's what people were excited about and they're excited to hear um something just you know, you know how your ears get bored, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just want to hear something new. So it's not yeah. like like what I'm doing is like, "Oh man, this, this is the crazy thing. I've never heard this before." It's it's just different, you know what I mean? Right. And you know, my influences are influencing my music and I have a wide variety of, you know, influences. And so I think that's what that's mainly what's happened over the years. It's just, I keep trying to just do something new, something that's even new to me. You know what I mean? So I'm not really ever trying to like, you know, jump on a, a bandwagon or, you know, jump, you know, Oh, this is hot right now. So I'm going to do this or, or, you know what I mean? I, I just don't do that. That's not my style. You know, it's not, Hey, if you're trying to make it, I'm not mad at that. Right. And yeah. so if you jump on a bandwagon, more power to you, I don't do that. And yeah. so hopscotch was that, that, you know, I don't want to live in the past cause I've done things. I think I've done bigger things since then and made bigger moves since then. But that was for me, definitely like a, a, a point in recent history, at least for me, that was like a defining moment where I was like, yo, I can rock a bigger crowd than the ones I've been rocking. And that was at that time, that was the biggest crowd I'd rocked. Yeah. I played in front of thousands of people before that, but they weren't feeling me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, and it absolutely. could have been my fault. Could have been like the venue or the you know the show I was on, or whatever. But they weren't feeling me, 
you know, and that was the first show where I felt like everybody was, you know, connected. We were connected. You know, I was doing my thing. I could have played Old McDonald, and they would have been like, <laughs> oh, my God, yo, that's crazy. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. And that, you know, yeah. that that's why I say, like, you paved the way for a lot of other artists out here because yeah. for a lot of people, like, looking at it from the outside in, right. as for me, covering artists, mm -hmm. doing this and writing for Indie Week and, you know, working with artists, DJing and stuff, mm -hmm. like, seeing you do that, yeah. I think that that was also a defining moment for, like, the scene also as a yeah. whole, too. Well, I've also, I think I've done a good job of just reaching in locally. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, some of my friends are international artists and some of them are you know they've worked with you know your favorite rappers yeah my friends work with those guys <laughs> yeah you know you name it they i have a friend that's probably produced for them has got a track with them you know but you know that doesn't really pour into what's going on here you know what i'm saying and so i've always looked to work with people that are around me and boost the people around me you know what i'm saying so as far as putting people on, I wasn't, I don't think I was necessarily putting people on. I think we, we were all grinding together. That's what happened. You know what I mean? And, and somebody's, you know, at the time nobody was taking leadership and nobody was going like, Hey, like, let's do this. Let's move this way. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I, my father is a, is a natural leader, you know what I'm saying? And so he, some of those qualities have been passed down to me. And I think a lot of times I just get sick of watching people twiddle their thumbs Absolutely. And I was just like, hey, fine, I'll do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I might I might fail, but right. I'm going to try. I'm going to at least try it because at the end of the day, at least I can say, yeah, I tried. You know, I wasn't really good at it, but, you know, yeah, nobody else was doing it. I feel like you've had a love-hate relationship with that role, though. Oh, gosh. You know? Oh, <laughs> mostly hate. <laughs> mostly hate. I don't like, I don't like, well, because, I mean, anybody who knows me, don't. I don't like my shows to be crazy, extravagant. I like mm. to be, I like everything to be kind of like plain and streamlined. You know what I mean? From everything, my production value, all that stuff. Everything I like, I like it to, you know, I like the the art itself to speak for itself. You know what I'm saying? I don't really have to like, I don't want to like, you know, even on my gram and stuff like that. I don't really want to do a bunch of like, you know, over the top promotions and stuff yeah. like that. I don't really, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want my face to, you know, I'm not like, I'm not super good looking. I'm good looking, but I'm not like super, <laughs> super duper good looking. You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? So it's like my, it's like, I'm not trying to put something out there. That's not real. Like my music, that's, I made that. Right. That's my music. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like filters can make me look a certain way. You know, the timing and money can make my grand pop. That's not real. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for me, it's like, there's, there's gotta be some honesty amongst all the, you know, the fake, you know, uh, Filters, all the grams. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I don't know, man. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't think, I don't consider myself like a leader in the area. I think I try to do something different. I got homies that I would consider like real leaders in the area. Like people don't really know who they are, but they were really driving the, the local scene. They're putting on for people that they wouldn't have no idea they're being put on by such and such. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I'm just kind of like the, the face that kind of got put in place because it wasn't popping and nobody was organized. Right. I think if I would take credit for anything, I organized what was already going on. Like none of these people, I never, you know, I, I mean, there's been a couple of people that come under my wing and like, you know, my, in my studio, I've let them use my stuff. I've, I've taught them. I've shown them how to produce things. And, but I say like 80% of the people that I'm linked up with are already doing their thing and we're already popping as far as like their stuff being good and of some quality. Yeah. Um, it was just now. It was just somebody saying like, "Hey, okay, let's uh, let's go do a show now. Let's all right. Let's start with twenty people. Let's see if we can get twenty people in a room." And that, you know, yeah. 
And then it was, oh, then it was 30. And then it was, oh, and they brought some friends. There's, you know, they didn't know 100, 150. Dang, <laughs> yeah. man, we got like, yeah. we sold out the venue. Oh, yeah. snap. You know, now we're playing like, you know, this, you know, the Ritz or something, you know, and we're, you know, rocking a crowd at the Ritz. And then, you know, the Sylvanesso thing popped off last year. Mm-hmm. It was like, and I rock, you know what I mean? Like to me, it was like, man, can we do, can we do more? Can we do more? And when the wave's over, I've said it many times, when the wave's over, it's over. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to, like, I'm having so much fun. And uh, the moment it stops becoming fun and, like, you know, people don't really think my music's hot anymore, hey, it's over. You know what I mean? I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not tripping about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, on to the next thing. You know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, right now it's like we're riding a wave, man. And, and as long as the wave is still moving, man, I'm going I'm to keep, keep riding it. You know what I'm saying? You know, kind of going back a little bit on something you said earlier, like how you, you know, you, you're there as kind of like a, not, I wouldn't call it a mentor. I wouldn't put that on you because, like, you know, but someone who's like there to like, you know, guide people mm. is that's one of the things I that's one of the biggest things I respected about you. Because mm. a few years ago, I hit you up about crystals. Right. And I we, I didn't really know you that much yet. Just like come from a couple shows right. here and there and showed you his music. And you were like, oh, this dude's dope. Yeah. And like you guys built a relationship. Off yeah. Of music off I, of that I knew too. him. Yeah. You I know? knew him before I even talked to you. Right. And so, exactly. yeah. I mean, but that's 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 my that's in my lifestyle again. My, that's that's not just in music, you know. what I mean, like, you know, I got my little sister here with me. Like, I'm always I'm I got my you know I got my daughter with me here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm the people around me that I love, and I respect even. You know, what I mean, there's there's few, there's few people in my close circle, but then there's people that you know it's just human beings. I respect human beings. I respect everybody. So, you know, if I have a bit of knowledge, like, why well, I'm gonna keep it from you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so when I'm grinding, people don't understand. Like, any show, like, I mean, there was a time I was making wild money off these shows, mm-hmm. but I wasn't keeping it. You know what I mean? And, like, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but it was like, why? But the, the, the fact is, I'm going to take care of you. Hopefully, one day that'll come back to me when I need mm-hmm. you to take care of me. And it's happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, hoarding some, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the local, I guess, like, a, a, not to be like a, on a tangent, but the local fame thing is like, that's, that's played out, man. Yeah, I'm not trying to be just that. famous in my in my area. I'm not even just trying to be famous, to be honest. But I'm trying to build like a community. You know what I'm saying? Like that anybody can play. Anybody like the talent shows. Right. That's what I'm trying to do. So whoever's the best, I don't care who you are, your sexual orientation, none of that. I don't care. None of that matters to me. Right. What I'm talking about is like, hey, here my my studio is open to you. So whatever gear I have, that means you have. Whatever opportunities I have, that means you have those same opportunities. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep that for myself. I'm not putting myself onto everything. Right. I've passed on shows. I've passed opportunities to other people that could, you know, benefit from it. So for me, that's always been more the focus. Because not only that, I don't have time to for everything. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. if I can build a community that's gonna keep it up, you know, because I mean? at one point it was just me and a couple other people booking, you know, shows around here. And so if I can. If I can make it where it just it it runs itself, well, that's great. Then I'm not really worried about like, it, can I get on? Like somebody right. will put me on. Yeah, somebody because why? It's because it's, it's popping now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Unfortunately, in the last couple of years, it's slowed down a little bit. You know what I mean? But I, you know, I can't take credit for that or you know or be blamed for that. You know what I'm saying? But it's slowed down a bit. But it's like it hasn't. It's not dead. No, not at all. Because it, because again, no. like that sharing mentality, I think it's like maybe it's not everybody sharing together, but at least they're sharing within the small little group of people they have or whatever. Everybody, I think I I, I would say I, I set a precedence of hey, let's put everybody on, Absolutely. like anybody yeah. who can who's popping, let's put them on. You know what I'm saying? So you know, kind of on that on that topic about things kind of like slowing down, like 
just putting people on just off of talent alone. We have a lot of festivals mm-hmm. that have kind of popped up in the past couple of years yeah. in this area. Um, I think that's awesome for the scene. I don't see how, you know, it's not definitely not a bad thing for the scene, but one of my only, one of my only things about it is sometimes it, I feel like it comes, causes some division right. in the scene. Cause sometimes people get booked right. who don't necessarily <laughs> have right. the talent, mm. you know, or pe- and people get looked over. There's always hurt yeah. feelings like that. Yeah. How do you, as someone who like is about unifying the scene, how do you see those kind of like third party factors? I don't, I don't care. You know, <laughs> it's none of my business. Yeah, the, the money side, it's not my money, so I'm not spending mm. the money. The other side of it is like I'm not the talent booker. Yeah, that's none of my business. Like mm. I think the the you know when if I think something's trash, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's that's and that I can hold that opinion if I want to. But the fact is, it's not my money. It's not my show. I don't care. You put whoever you can put a, a billion national acts on it and no locals, and I could care less. You could put all locals, and I don't think any of them are good. Or you know, it's all your homies. I don't care because it's not yeah. my show. Right. My show. I'm trying to. I'm, I want to. I want to put the best on whoever and, I, whoever I deem the best. And people look at my shows, and obviously, some people have problems with my shows. I'm like, that's hey, when you're spending the money, you go ahead and yeah. put whoever you want on and do your thing. And you know what? They should. Yeah. Look, Absolutely. you're the one with the vision, not me. I did. I'm not Moogfest. I'm not Hopscotch. I'm not Dreamville Fest. I'm not any of these people. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm Oak City Slums. So when Oak City Slums is doing something, I'm gonna try to put my vision forth. So when these festivals put their vision forth, they think you know whatever their motive is, that's their money. That is their dream. That is their vision. I have nothing to do with that. And more power to them. You know what I mean? Congratulations if it pops. If it doesn't, hey, I'm sorry. Better luck next time. Yeah. Right. And I mean, so, I hope it pops. Yeah, because it's good for the city. I mean, and so right. for me, what it really comes down to is: is it good for Raleigh? Are you doing? Right. Are you putting on? Are you putting Raleigh on? Really? And that's what I'm talking. I'm you not saying, saying. Yeah, I'm not talking about any specific festival. No, yeah, no. You know? I think all of them. All of them yeah. are great. And those are the big ones. I, I mentioned right. it just because, like, you know, in Dreamville, like everybody's losing their mind. Because I know. Jake, we don't even know who's on. Dreamville. Right. We don't even know. Who's on. <laughs> Anyways, but it's like, yeah, you know. So hey, do your thing, man. I I think it's uh I think it's great. I think it's I think all the festivals are great. I think all the shows are great. I think when, uh, no matter how many people show up to them, I think the shows being active and people keep it moving and keep things busy. I think that's all great. I I don't I don't have a problem with any anybody any one promoter how they do their thing. That's their thing. Yeah. And it's not my responsibility when it flops right. and when it succeeds, I can't take credit for it either. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I'm happy that it's happening because it just means that there's art still going on, you know, little pop-up shops, little, 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 you know, little parties going on in art spaces. I think all that's great, man. It just makes it, it makes it easier to keep doing music and it's going to inspire somebody to do something better. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm with all of it. I like all of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. That's most, I mean, you I, put I, on, that's, you most, put, that's the most honest PC answer I have too, and it's like it's a, it's the truth, but it's that really is what it is. Anybody who knows me knows I'm telling the truth. No, you, I mean, I don't see how anyone could be mad at that, yeah. you know. Yeah, but course. I mean, you put on one hell of a show at Moogfest. People were talking about it. I had to work in the in the marketplace, hey, hey, and I, like people who I like aren't even from this market were like, "Yeah, I went to this like." unofficial late night show and it was crazy yeah, everyone who was like performing was there and blah, blah. i was like oh yeah that's my homie put that on yeah <laughs> i mean again man i'm just inspired by people who did it before me man uh-huh i mean discovery blacklisted these these are parties that made me go like yo i want to be a part of that 
I want to make a crowd move like that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't start producing until I was 27, and I didn't go to parties before then. So yeah. then when I started making music that was for partying, I was like, well, how did, how does it get done? And I saw, I, I mean, at least in this area, I saw the mm-hmm. best doing it. Okay. And so I'm like, wow, that's, wow, look at this. Everybody's having a great time. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's just good fun, and nobody's thinking yeah. about their problems right now. I want to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I'm just, I'm copying people. I, I put my own spin to it. That's it. Stealing like an artist. Yeah, for sure, Basically. man. I remember one of my one of my uh, favorite sets of yours wasn't even like a big show. It was uh, at Neptune's. Mm. It was like a um. It was actually after Juice's Barn Burn. Oh my lord! That time at ne- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was it off the hook, it. right? And it was like so off the cuff. But yeah, it was, no, nobody it was, was ready for it, man. And the room yeah. was stupid. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a, a room uh, full of strangers. Like it was no nobody one, knew like, who I was in like the scene or anything like nobody that. Nobody knew who I was. It was great. I it was just that. people just having a great time, and you, you definitely. And it's a, it's a, it, you know, and it, again, it goes back to what I was saying. People are looking for something new. Mm-hmm. You can hear Drake any time of the day, times. a bazillion times. You can hear all your favorite popular raps and songs any time of the day, and then it's just one of those magical moments where you're playing something they don't know what is being played, but they're feeling it. That's a, and it's a rare moment. And then there's times where I, it's the same kind of moment and people think I'm terrible. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I feel that that's just kind of like life of, you know, beat maker, DJ, anything like that. You can be, it's sometimes just like that, like the whatever, like the cosmos mm-hmm. is working in your favor and you've got everybody loving you. And then sometimes it's just, you know, absolute crap. Yeah, yeah, man. But, that's just how it is. But I mean, you said earlier that, you know, you're not trying to be like the man in, in your city and yeah. you've done a lot of different things. I know you didn't start, as you said, you didn't start with making beats mm-hmm. and all that. You started in hardcore. Yeah. Punk. A while ago, my manager at a uh, guitar center, <laughs> like yeah. knew exactly who he was. Like, yo, he's like a crazy ass drummer. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like sure. the whitest guy ever. So, yeah. you know, how, you know, how do you get. From that point yeah. to this point, and then you know, obviously, you're gonna be leveling up. So yeah, I mean, I, I, it all started when I was, uh, you know, I was three years old. I started playing drums, mm-hmm. and then you know, I grew up. My parents all they listened to you know smooth jazz and funk and you know traditional black folk music, <laughs> you know, soul, yeah, R and B. Uh, my sisters were into house music, and you know. New World Order and Depeche Mode and all that stuff. And, you know, again, black black family, but, you know, this kind of opposite side of, like, I guess, I guess it's not even, it's not even opposite of black culture. It got appropriated. It just got appropriated. Yeah, exactly. It, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, oh, it's it's white people music. And I don't even yeah. like, I don't even, I hate using that word appropriation. <laughs> but it really is, though, because yeah. uh, it's one of those things. And the thing is, actually, it's more shocking to black people when I tell them I make electronic music than it is to white people, which is kind of weird you know that is it's that, really yeah. weird because house music is black people music and, yeah, I was and if, you, if you talk to the right age of black person they know house music like you would not believe and right demographic like you, you know talk to saying? someone from chicago you talk exactly, to someone from detroit man. Yeah, exactly. it's not crazy so yeah so my, right. my, my my you know and then you know early my my, old, my older siblings are you know they're they're like 45 and 40 and they um um i think i got their ages wrong i don't ever remember their ages <laughs> but the uh they, you know, so they're in the early '90s, you know, what I'm saying so. Crystal Waters, Robin S. Like, okay, yeah, I was hearing that stuff, yeah. you know. But that was like, I'm hearing all this stuff from my siblings and my parents. And then when I got old enough to kind of decide what I like to listen to, listen to, uh, I had met some friends of mine here in North Carolina who are from Colorado, and they were really into punk and death metal and stuff like that. And they showed me nice. my first tape, nice. uh, and uh, I got into it and 
it was like, man, I love, I love this music. <laughs> and so I, I got into punk and hardcore when I was like 12. And then as I, you know, progressed in music and became a better musician and more learned musician, I, I got into jazz, I got into funk and stuff like that. And I started playing some more stuff like that, not just harder music. And then uh, I started doing session work at 15 and some, some local studios. And then uh, I, as I kind of progress as a professional drummer, you know, um, drumming as a whole kind of t- in the drum community kind of took a, a, a left turn where they really wanted a specific kind of drummer. And so a lot of the gospel music drummers are like, we're taking up every gig. I mean, no matter what kind of gig it was, they were getting every gig. And so where right. I'm, I'm more, I'm more of a groove guy where these other drummers were more chop guys and they, they do a lot of fancy, you know, fills and right. odd meter and stuff like that, where I was more just like, I like to be solid and, and, and give a essence rather than wow you with my chops. You know what I'm right. saying? So, yeah. uh, so I just kind of, I worked slowed up for me where I wasn't playing as much out. I wasn't playing as much in the studio, always playing on my own records and stuff like that and recording and sampling myself as far as like, you know, messing around with music. Uh, but I didn't start recording music. I was, you know, until I was about 25, but then I didn't even start making beats until I was 20, uh, 27. But, you know, all through that process of be, you know being a professional musician, I was listening to new music. I was listening to, you know, I was looking for new music. So I, I got really into bluegrass and folk and Americana music. I got, you know, I was already into like, you know, punk and hardcore, uh, you know, and then having some nostalgia of house music from my older siblings and j- jazz and stuff like that from my parents. I was digging all this stuff. And then in the long, the process, you know, my sisters were also into like brand Nubian, Tricol Quest, you know, De La Soul and stuff like that. And so I got into hip hop really heavy in my late teens. Okay. Which, and then, so that's when I discovered Jay Dilla. All right. You yeah. know, and he was working with Erica Badu and Commons. And, and the like whole Neo Soul movement and everything. And yeah. he was, but he, yeah, the whole Neo Soul thing, but he was also, when I was listening to his disc- discography, I was hearing like techno, I was hearing like, you know, house music, yeah. you know, these these little glimpses of it. And mm-hmm. it, and it when I went to go make my own music, I was kind of copying Jay Dilla, which okay. influenced me to kind of go super left field. Yeah. So that's what kind of got me, you know, and then I, I discovered footwork and I've discovered you know, club music and stuff like that along the way. By no means am I either or of any of those things. Like, no, that's a, I'm not like one thing, you know what right, I mean? So, no, but all those influences have created this environment for me. That's you what, you know, it's funny you said that because like some, I, I was telling people like, I'm going to have, oh, I'm going to have slums up in a up mm-hmm. local rap lunch and they were like, Slums isn't like necessarily a rap producer. I was like, uh, yeah, but he's not necessarily a producer hey, rappers. You know, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, I, I, that's plenty. the thing. Like, no mm-hmm. one can really put like no. their thumb on what you do. I don't, and I like it really that way. Cool, so. I like yeah. it that way. Like, rappers don't think I'm hip hop enough. Club artists don't think I'm club enough. I'm like, great. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I like all those compliments. Well, it's like <laughs> that old uh, Jada Kiss rhyme. Uh, mm. Too black for MTV, not black enough for BET. It's the truth, man. It's the truth. You know what I mean? But when you go to my shows, you see every kind of person dancing my music. Absolutely. That's all I care about, man. Yeah. You're doing it. So we got, I mean, we got new music coming up from you. Right. I mean, let's, uh, you know. Yeah, we're going to debut it. Oh, we're gonna do. It. We're just gonna go well, right. Uh, I, I don't know. Gonna talk about. Oh, it. We can talk about. I mean, we, talk got, about it. we got some time. Yeah. Oh, okay. We got. We're good. All right. Yeah, I, don't, so, I, mean, I don't so, know. I mean, as a, you know, we've been talking about this. You've been super busy. Uh-huh. You know. Um. And, and you're a father. Yeah. I'm a father too, so I know how that's oh, yeah. almost impossible <laughs> to mm-hmm. make. Music. It's not impossible. You just have to you be purposeful. To, right. You know exactly. I mean? So, you know, 
with this new album coming out? Like how, like, you know, t- let's talk about the process. Let's uh, get into it. All right. Let's, uh, we'll t- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack a little bit. I got my little okay. sister here with me, Kayla. Here. So, is, there, is, she, on? is she on now? You're live. Hey. <laughs> uh, so, um, for me, the record, all right. So, all right, I, I got this new record coming out. Uh, it's titled <laughs> Not Well. The record for me was, um, is a, maybe some type of memoir of my headspace. Okay. Uh, you know, and, uh, I think the songs, and when I listen to the songs, I listen back to them. I, I, there's distinct memories of each one of them, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, I always like working, uh, with people close to me. So putting my little sister on was, uh, she's the only singing feature. I have a production feature, but. Um, she's the only like voice on the whole record, nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, okay. uh, I, you know, obviously I do a lot of instrumental music, but, um, you know, I, like, like it was mentioned, I do work with artists, but I didn't, I, you know, even though I'm working with a lot of artists, I have, you know, I put out a single with Ace Henderson. That was like a little joint we did together. Yeah. I'm always trying to flex a little bit like that. I really have production skills, but also, you know, with people trying to pigeonhole me to a sound, people thought like I'm the sampling guy. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. so my last Jay record was not, every right. song on my last record had samples on it, like where it's okay. a sample base. I purposely made this next this record I just, I'm done with now. I purposely made it uh, with no sampling base. Wow. Everything is played by me. Oh wow! Right, so awesome. keys, bass lines, drums. So you you're know. like showing it. Yeah, right I'm definitely yeah. like trying to. I'm trying to like I'm showing a growth in my in my ability as a musician. Like I'm not a fantastic piano player. I'm I'm. I'm not even a learned piano player. I just, I, I spent a lot of time like making a lot of bad mistakes, you know what I mean? And like <laughs> recording and not doing something right now. Now I'm like, okay, well, and I, I got like 10 songs of stuff I wrote, yeah, you know, and played myself and produced myself and I didn't sample from another artist or, you know what I mean? Or off a record or anything like that. So, um, but we have the single called sleep, uh, been wanting to, uh, work, with uh Kayla for since she was like a child like she'd be in the studio and I'd tell her to sing on something of mine or just to kind of goof around because that's usually that's what that usually starts with uh but with this track funny enough this particular track um it started out when I made it I made it with a sample okay uh and then I had a homegirl of mine I'll leave her name out of it because I don't want to I don't want to embarrass her or anything like that <laughs> but she rapped on it okay and it was fire okay like Dude, I'm talking like, yo, if I sh- I'm going to send it to you one day. Man, All so right, you yeah. Can hear yeah. it. It's fire. <laughs> she did it one take. It was crazy. And then she didn't like it. Wow, really? She didn't like it. And so I said, I don't want to change it. And so we argued about it. And I was like, look, I don't want to change it. Just give me the, let me, let me, give me the blessing to release it as is. And if I had released it as is, this would have been released three years ago. Oh, wow. That's how old hey, this track okay. is, right? Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, but it's, the track's fire, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm keep begging her, like, let me, let me release this. You know, finally, I'm like, look, I'll pay you. Let me release this track. And she's like, oh, I just want to re-record it. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't want to re-record it. It's, it's, you know what I mean? Like if you re-record something, sometimes you lose the essence. Right. Like, yeah. You the, what makes it kind of what it is, is that it was like, there was some little screw ups here and there. Mm. And that's what I liked about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Even on on my full record, there's, there's mistakes all over the record, but it's just like, that's half of it is like, I don't want it to be perfect. That's not real. Yeah, I, you know, what I mean, it's not that's not how, you know, playing live is, is even, you know, what I'm saying so yeah. I left a lot of it out 
And so uh, I wind up like sending the record to like a bunch of artists to see like what they felt about it. It's obviously it's my style. So it's different. A lot of people are not used to it. So it's kind of hard finding matching up. So over time, you know, just, I went through a bunch of artists, none of them fit. And then I wind up sending it to Kayla one night, just like, Hey, see if you can write to this. And then she wrote to it. And so I'll let her explain about the lyrics. Okay. Uh, you want to, you want to explain later? You want us to just get into it? That's up to y'all. No, talk about it. Talk about the lyrics. Like, what yeah. So, well, first of all, Rodney, I started writing at like 14 years old and I was writing poetry. Rodney was like, he was the first one to actually like listen or actually care that I was writing. And so it was like crazy for him to ask me to write over this track. And so I like, I was listening to it and what, what do you want me to say? I don't know. Just talk about the track. Like what made you write it? Like, I mean, like, yeah. cause like, I mean, I don't, I don't, my only requirement when I work with artists is like, don't say anything foul. You know what I mean? That my kids can't listen to. Gotcha. Talk, well, content wise, I don't really care. So I do, like, right. to me, I don't do the same. I don't tell them what to, what to say or write. Yeah. Okay. So I just sent it to her and then she sent me back some lyrics. She's always encouraged me to write in a way that everybody can understand or everybody can relate to. So if you're accurately displaying an, an emotion, like if you're ac accurately expressing an emotion, it is relatable but not everybody can relate to an exact situation. Mm. So yeah. I challenged, well, he challenged me really, and I took on the challenge to write in a way, I wrote about a personal situation that I was going through, but I, I feel like it's relatable in a lot of areas and a lot of ways it could apply right. to a lot of situations. And so he's challenging me to do that with my, um, with my writing, and he's always been the type of person to have goals and achieve them, and that's inspiring to me. And he's like, always encouraged me in different areas of my writing and to improve. And so I was, I'm super grateful for this opportunity. Awesome. That's some real big yeah. bro stuff right there. Yeah. When she, uh, yeah, when she, and when she sent me the lyrics, actually, I was like, I was like, wow, these are really good. And awesome. then like immediately when she, when she sent me the lyrics, I personalized the lyrics and I was like, it made me think of something personal. Mm. But then I realized as I read them, I, I know, you know, obviously I know her. So it's like, it's like, I know her situation. And so, I knew it was about this specific situation rather than what I kind of personally, that's what I like about it. So okay, yeah. when you listen to it, you can, you're going to think one thing. You can internalize it. I for promise yourself, you, right? whatever you're hearing, you're, it's not, the situation is not what you're hearing. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. like I did the same thing. I was <laughs> just like, Oh, Oh, this is, this isn't about me. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like no, that, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't know. We had fun. And so, you know, she's artistic and she's a writer. I don't write, you know what I mean? I'm just, I just like writing music. And so, and it was right. just, I, I'm always looking for the opportunity to keep working with people around me. I don't really, I've, I do have opportunities to work with bigger artists uh, pretty often and to link up and to network and all that stuff. Uh, but I'm, I'm just, you know, I don't, I'm not going to go out of my way to go do it. Number one, number two, I'm having a lot of fun exploring how creative everybody is around me and the people I keep around me. That's awesome. So let's, so. yeah, so let's get into it then. Yeah. We're going to debut Sleep off of the Oak City Sun's new album coming up. We're also going to play a couple other tracks and get ready in here because in a, like towards the end of the hour, you're going to do a little live set for us, correct? Yeah. I, and I, and actually, I, I went on, I was on IG telling everybody, oh, I got all these new things. And then I, I messed up on, like, I had a little technical difficulty and <laughs> I messed up on all the tracks I was going to show. So, Forgive me, I'll probably play them at a show. So not everything's going to be new. We got this new track, but right. your set's yeah. going to be stuff. Probably old hey, stuff. But not everybody's heard it, so, yeah, you cool. know. <laughs> but either way, let's get into it. 
I'm also going to play some Juice, maybe some 3AM, I don't know, some other stuff. Yeah. But we're going to get into it. Keep it locked here. WKNC 88.1 FM, local rap lunch. Got Oak City Slums in the building. Let's get into it.